0: friday everyone june 3rd 2022 and welcome to episode number 335 of the study session i am your grateful and appreciative host here jeremy ritz saying thank you and we are gonna take a look at last year's draft class the 2021 draft class and talk about what type of realistic gains we can expect in their performance heading into year number two so that's what the show is all about today but as always thank you thank you thank you for being a supporter of the still study for listening reading and sharing my work it truly does mean the world to me so thank you for that i would love to connect with you we could do that one of three ways you can comment directly on articles you can hit me up via email man i forgot there for a second you can hit me up via email at the still study at gmail.com and you can also give me a follow on twitter at still study would love to connect with you get your question comment feedback on the show every saturday i do the sealer saturday mailbag in which i do just that get your question comment feedback on the show you drive the content you make it happen so let's connect And also, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim and I are recording every other week this offseason. We recorded last Saturday. Jim is super knowledgeable and insightful about your Pittsburgh Steelers having covered the team since 1995. The show is linked in the show notes. You don't want to miss it. Be sure to check it out. And The Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. Instead of having to go to the site every time to get the new episodes, you can subscribe to The Still Study Podcast, to the study sessions, and get your feed updated daily. So you go to your one-stop shop, you have your latest episodes, you can listen to them at your convenience. And it is super helpful to me here at The Still Study. And if you can also help with a review and a rating, I would greatly appreciate it as it helps me grow the site. So Studians, happy Friday. Here we go. We're going to talk about last year's draft class. And we're in that part of the season where we're looking, starting to look ahead to next season, what we can expect from the team in terms of performance. And really, what can we expect from this draft class from 2021 and the gains that they are going to make in their performance and how will that shape this upcoming season. So just to run down the 2021 draft class, round one, Najee Harris, round two, Pat Frayermuth, round three, Kendrick Green, round four, there were two picks, Dan Moore, Buddy Johnson, round five was Isaiah Loudermilk, round six, Quincy Roche, who's no longer with the team, And two rounds, seven picks, Trey Norwood and Presley Harvin. I think it's safe to say that we have discussed ad nauseum, Najee Harris, and what we are anticipating from him in his second season. You've heard all of the reports about his conditioning, about his gigantic quads, about what's going to be increased physicality. And the dude was physical last year. The ability to, carry the ball and withstand the pounding, that's going to be increased. But he also has been reported to look more agile out there on the field in terms of his cuts and his mobility. And I think we're going to see a pretty significant jump in his performance. And he had a decent year last year with 1,200 yards, over 600 yards receiving behind a poor offensive line. As I've been saying all offseason, anything less than 1,500 yards rushing will be a disappointment for Harris. And I think he really has a strong opportunity to make the Pro Bowl and possibly even be an All-Pro. That offensive line is going to be improved. He has improved. He's going to understand the game more. We're expecting big things, and you should too, from Najee Harris this coming season. Pat Frayermuth. We've talked about him as well in terms of what to expect in year number two. He's gotten bigger and stronger, a little bit more quick. He talked about his mindset in terms of 50-50 balls and that 50-50 balls don't exist to him. To to Freyermuth, they are 100-0 to balls. He's going to catch the ball every time he's put in that combat catch position. Dude can catch. And he had a solid season last year. Better rookie season than Heath Miller. There's no reason to expect that he won't be even better in his second year. So a lot of promise from Pat Freyermuth. We're expecting big things from him as well. Kendra Green in the third round. He started at center last year. Was thrown into the fire really without a lot of experience at the center position. This year, he's going to get a shot at guard. He's an athletic offensive lineman, can move, but his biggest problems last year came with the physicality of the game in terms of holding up against bigger defensive linemen. He's still going to have challenges with that, but now he's going to be running at left guard, a more natural position for him. We'll have to see if that position change helps him become better accustomed to the game. And there are a lot of unknowns there. There were some reports saying that he looks bigger in OTAs. Whether or not that's true, Weck said that he didn't really see that I'm looking at him in OTAs. But I think it's the positional change that really we have to wait and see what type of impact that has. If he does play better at guard, maybe we can expect improved performance. But the jury is still out on green and what he's going to contribute in the upcoming season. Round four, Dan Moore, another starter. He started pretty much the bulk of the season at the whole season, really, at left tackle as a rookie, which is, don't want to say unheard of, but it's very rare, and he played okay, and okay is good for your rookie season at left tackle. There's no reason to believe that Dan Moore Is not going to get better He's going to improve I think we're going to see Even if he just Kicks it up a few notches He's going to be in his second year He's going to have a better understanding Of the offense Better understanding of Pass pro Run blocking The offense Calls Everything So he's going to have a More sophisticated understanding What should Translate to improved performance And the arrow is pointed up for Dan Moore in year number two. Buddy Johnson, we didn't see much of Buddy Johnson last year. When he did get snaps, he got hurt, and then we really didn't hear too much from him. He's going to get an opportunity to show what he could do this year, but really we don't have much to base any type of projection of what he's going to do in his second year. We're still waiting to see what he's capable of, so not much prognostication that we could do there other than saying we just want him to be healthy enough to be on the field. So the jury is out on Buddy Johnson. Isaiah Loudermilk played admirably for being a fifth-round pick and being given as many snaps as he received last year. He reportedly is bigger and stronger this season. And he is going to be relied upon heavily, being that Stefan Tuitt has retired. Really, Loudermilk and Leal are going to get the bulk of the snaps here. And Loudermilk, with having experience, he's probably going to be leaned upon heavily. So he's got a really big opportunity in front of him to show that he could play defensive end and he could do it successfully. And who knows? Maybe the Steelers found a gem here in the fifth round. But the arrow was pointed up for Loudermilk. There's no reason to think he will not have a better season in year number two with all the experience that he gained during his rookie year. The sixth round pick, Quincy Roche, again, outside linebacker. Played at Temple and Miami. He's no longer with the team. Was cut. Was signed by the Giants. So no point in talking about him. Trey Norwood. Again, 7th round pick got a lot of snaps for being a 7th rounder. So there is some promise there. He did get beat a lot deep. And a lot of that came from just not understanding the defensive calls where he was supposed to be in coverage. That should get cleaned up with getting in the playbook and understanding what's expected of him. So you would have to think the arrow is pointed up for Norwood as well. And then the last seventh-round pick was Presley Harvin. He struggled last year. He was inconsistent. He was one of the draft picks that I was most excited about last year. Thunderleg, as his teammates affectionately called him in high school and college. He was Thunderleg some of the time, not all of the time. But we also learned there toward the end of last season that Harvin's father was ill His father passed away. That impacted him. And I think sometimes we fail to realize that these players are human beings. They have challenges in their families, just like you and I do. And that has an impact on the emotions, the mental approach to the game. And so hopefully... With that all behind him, Harvin can concentrate on the game of football and develop his consistency. So, really, when you think about that draft class, it's strong. Of all those players that I read through—Harris, Freyermuth, Moore, Loudermilk, Norwood—all of those guys, the arrow was pointed up on. This could turn out to be a an outstanding draft class that we're talking about years from now as being really stellar and Kevin Colbert going out with his last second to last draft is being outstanding. So very excited about what these guys can bring to the table in 2022. And with that, that's going to do it for this Friday episode of the study session, June 3rd, episode 335. My gratitude to you. Let's get this weekend started. Hope you have a great one, a relaxing one with your family and friends. Please continue to spread the message of the Still Study. Share it with your family and friends. It means the world to me. Let's connect. You know how to do that. Don't forget to check out the Steeler Saturday Mailbag coming tomorrow. New Still Study podcast coming on Sunday. And remember on this beautiful Friday. Life is amazing, spectacular, fantastic, tremendous, stupendous in the black and gold. Peace everyone, make it a great day.